0: Hello, and welcome to Ascend. We are pleased that you can join us to hear Professor Michael Vallis and Mr. Joe Diaz discuss how to use motivational interviewing techniques to help people with diabetes. What we'd like to do now is show an interview uh, with Joe, an individual with type 2 diabetes, and I'm going to illustrate how we can help with the concept of readiness to change and teachable moment. Joe's going to tell us a story of where it took him a number of years before he came to the decision to change. And as you're watching this video, I'd like you to reflect on how we can use motivational interviewing to speed that process up. Perhaps we could have been more supportive early on in Joe's journey with type 2 diabetes.
1: So Joe, can you bring me up to speed on where you are with your diabetes? Uh, Well, I was diagnosed in 2001, and for the first uh, eight, nine years, I kind of just uh, uh, didn't really change anything, um, and nothing was really changing. My diabetes was marginally, not marginally getting better. It was marginally creeping up, mm-hmm. and uh, so I was getting a little frustrated with the uh, uh, ongoing medication that wasn't really making a difference. Gotcha. Um, so it was only about the last uh, and, and nine years ago, I quit smoking, and that was a big uh, mm-hmm. breakthrough for me. Um, and that also, I found that once I made the right choices for myself in one aspect of my life, it was easier to make positive choices and good choices in other aspects.
0: So, more normal, if a person doesn't have diabetes, their sugars would be around 4.4 to 6.6. So, you've got like four or five times the amount of sugar in your blood. Mm-hmm. Does that seem high?
1: Well, I don't know how that affects me. Okay. I don't, yeah. I don't feel bad. I don't feel any exactly. effect.
0: So it is high. Is that a surprise?
1: Um, uh, Yeah, a little bit. A little bit,
0: yeah. And so the sugar in your blood is really what defines the risks associated with diabetes. Diabetes is silent. The symptoms really aren't perceptible, but it has a long-term effect on your health. Is that something that
1: concerns you? Well oh, it would if I I mean I I've seen I've heard of people diabetic losing limbs and things like mm-hmm. that, so I don't wanna be that mm-hmm. that case. Okay. So
0: if you're interested in avoiding that, would you be open to talking about things that you might be able to do that could improve your sugars, bring them down
1: closer to normal? Yes, I would. Okay. Any ideas what they may be? I imagine I have to uh stop my drinking mm-hmm. um and uh smoking and uh, Mm -hmm. eat better and Mm -hmm. exercise.
0: Okay. So you're able to identify a number of things that you're doing that you think might actually improve your condition
1: if you changed. Yeah. uh, You know, these are things that people tell you all the time and Mm -hmm. you don't think it applies to you until Mm -hmm. it might be too late. Okay.
0: Right. Um, And so if you were to uh, think about, is there any one of those behaviors that you think you
1: might be ready to try? Well, I think I could start eating better right away. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I could start walking and exercising a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not ready to quit smoking, and I'm not Mm -hmm. ready to quit drinking Mm because I really like them. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right, so that's actually
0: really helpful. So if I heard you, you've described a couple of behaviors that you could start working on, a couple of other behaviors you're not ready to work on. Maybe we could talk more over time about how we could support you in those behaviors. Mm Yeah. In terms of preventing those complications that you've heard other people might have, how important is it for you
1: to prevent those complications, would you say? Uh, Very important. I mean, I I don't see my... My perception of a diabetic is an overweight person with with, uh, amputations, so Mm -hmm. I don't want to be there.
0: Okay. So there's
1: sort of personal reasons that would motivate you to do the work. But the the, the distance between me Mm -hmm. and that I can't reconcile me being there. Right,
0: and that's part of the challenge with a silent diseases is, is that by the time they're no longer silent, it's because some of the complications have actually set in. So, wondering if you're open to the, considering the idea of diabetes as an opportunity to prevent those. Definitely. Okay. Okay. Um, are you open to uh, maybe seeing a dietitian around the eating component? Sure. Okay. And are you open to education around the disease and how you might be able to understand, monitor your condition over time so that you can see
1: whether or not your efforts are paying off? I think that would be really useful because uh, that's the way I'm wired. I need to see some progress. Okay, and I have an inherent need to please. Yes. So I want okay. a pat on the back. Yep. And so I need someone to give me a goal, and then I'll get a pat on the back, and then I'll evolve. All right. So what do you think if we were to work together for that?
0: So maybe I could be like the coach, and you could be like the athlete, and I'd be happy to kind of give you the pat on the back as we sort of see some of these improve. Sure. Thank you. So could I ask you about um, your attitude towards medication for the diabetes? Uh,
1: I, I don't have an attitude towards the medication. I, I think... If it's a medication, uh, I'm interested to know that it would work immediately, or I, I want it to be effortless for me. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so mm-hmm.
1: if it doesn't involve any effort for me, I'm open to it. Okay,
0: okay. And would you be open to seeing if we can work together if there is some effort required? Sure. Yeah. I really appreciate you telling me that you would want medication that had an instant effect. Can I share with you our typical approach to medication in diabetes? Sure. Well, we start with the sort of the least amount of harm, and we kind of go up from there. So often what happens is that we get you on a starting dose, evaluate how that affects your sugar, then we change it based on how it affects you, and then we change it again based on how it affects you. Maybe we add something to it.
1: So it's a little bit more of a, a plan that unfolds over time. So during this whole journey, I'm going to be getting worse and worse and worse? So... It's an interesting thing that you say because um, it all depends
0: on what you mean by worse. Over time, do blood sugars get worse with type 2 diabetes? That is, does it have a progressive nature? Yes, it does. The opportunity, though, is to help you develop coping skills, healthy eating, physical activity, adherence to your medication. So even though the medication may step up, that may be still to improve your diabetes. The key here is the avoidance of complications and promoting your health regardless of the amount of medication. So we don't measure how well you're doing by the amount of medication you're on, but by the effect that it has on your diabetes and sugar control.
1: Mm-hmm. All right.
0: Okay. So is this something you think we could perhaps work with you, that, that I could coordinate care? You might be able to spend some time with a dietitian, maybe a diabetes education center, and maybe what you and I could do is over time we could see how you're doing. Uh, I'd be happy to give you a pat on the back. Would it be okay if I maybe raised some things if they weren't going so well?
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: So together we could maybe figure out what's in your best interest.
1: Great. I found my interview with Dr. Vallis was very effective in three ways. The first was that he engaged me in a way that made me feel involved in the outcome. Secondly, he made it easy for me to say yes. And thirdly, he gave me ideas and tactics and things that I could do that were gradual and that were achievable for me.
0: In my interview with Joe, it seemed clear to me that when he was diagnosed, he wasn't ready. And we stuck with our teach and tell, and it took years for Joe to become ready. What I was impressed with was when you shifted that from teach and tell to collaborate, which is asking then he actually told us the direction that he wanted to go in. He then also told us the way he wanted to work together. He wanted guidance. He wanted us to be the coach. So I found that the perspective of just working together, offering some opportunities, and then listening to his response and responding to that actually got us to a closer action plan than staying inside my expert role. Many thanks for listening. We hope you found it useful. Please visit
1: www.ascend-diabetes-obesity.com for more practical advice for caring for people with diabetes.